The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Welcome back to another broadcast of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tiber, and you are? Mike Fiella. Yes, you are. In person, live, <laughs> uh, awake, uh, have enough coffee, I think I'm ready to go. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, we are so thankful that you're joining us for another broadcast of Hope Reigns. We share God-sized stories from the mission field. We started in 2005 after Hurricane Katrina for 12 years. Uh, we traveled the country, and we built homes from the ground up in eight days. Mm. It's like extreme makeover, but we don't have the buses and my hair is not that cool, I promise you. <laughs> um, for 12 years, we did that. Volunteer organization, about four years ago, we added two staff members and started a new arm where we respond right after disaster. Uh, it's called our rapid response arm. And this year, Mike, our rapid response arm has been to Kentucky and Alabama mm. and Mississippi, yes. Texas, Iowa, New York, Louisiana. We're in Louisiana as we speak. We're serving in Kenner, Louisiana after Hurricane Ida. Uh, it's mm. been a mess down there. We've been down there for, what, six weeks now. Yes. Plan to be there for at least two more weeks. We've been to Mandeville, Laplace, Louisiana, and now Kenner, Louisiana. So how many folks would you say that we have served and helped at this point? Uh, in Louisiana? Yes. Yeah, we're about 600 right now. Okay. So about 600 people have traveled with us um, during very unique times. We do mm -hmm. it a little bit differently than we did two years ago, but it's free. We provide food and lodging right now in Kenner, Mike. Uh, you know, we're tarping roofs. We're doing chainsaw work. Many of the homes that flooded because of the three feet of water, we've gutted out homes and taken debris to the curb. We've brought meals to families in need. We've never done that before, Mike. We made over 6,000 meals in Laplace, Louisiana, and fed people for multiple days. Now, that wasn't really all organized and planned ahead of time. You got there and you realized that folks needed food. How did that play out? How did that come together, I guess you'd say? You know, there's another ministry that feeds people, and that is their gift, and they do it very well. And they were down in Louisiana, and they left after the seventh or eighth day. And and I don't know, I was down there, and I knew they were leaving, and they did a great job. But we just sure. thought there's, there's no power. I mean, there was no power in Laplace, mm -hmm. Louisiana for 27 days. Oh. So that's no refrigerators, no stores are open, okay. nobody's bringing in food because you can't keep it cold unless it's in a cooler and you brought some ice. And so, you know, we, we, we prayed about it, we, we talked to the leaders, and within 48 hours, we had a feeding team making 6,000 hot meals. The cars were miles long, Mike. Okay. I mean, I was there, and it was amazing to see... We always partner with the local church. That's very important to us. And we partner with New sure. Wine Church sure. in Laplace. And Pastor Neil had his congregation. They were walking the line of cars and just praying with people. Oh, my. And just talking Picture to people. That. Inviting them to church. Mm. And, Mike, I'll, I'll never forget. I, I was walking down the line with, with somebody from New Wine. And a lady rolled down her window. It was an older car. And she had a, a, a young child in her lap. And um, she was in tears. They had not eaten in two days. Oh, my. I don't know about you, Mike. Think about that. I miss a meal, and, and it just it's the way we've programmed our bodies. It's, mm -hmm. You kind of start feeling that stomach moving around, and you're looking for the next, you know, your right. next. We take that for granted sometimes. And we get grumpy sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. You know, 
Yeah. Dinner's an hour late, honey. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Yeah. Right? She didn't eat for two days. And, and yet she was so excited. You know, we gave her some hot meals for dinner and we gave her some meals for lunch the next day. Okay. She came back multiple days. So give us a picture of how long, I mean, how, the length of how many cars, how, how long did this... I, I, Mike, no I exaggeration. Imagine. When when I got there, there was over 400 cars in line. Really? Yeah. And, and, and they have a huge parking lot. And so, you know, they had them line up because we opened up at 11. We served till we ran out. And, you know, we were making hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of batches of food. And, and the team, they, they did a great job. And, you know, we went out and we, we bought we bought yeah. a bunch of food. We hadn't raised any money yet, but sure. we spent well over $50,000 on food. And we just found a way. Uh, very quickly to to take care of that need. We know God will provide. That's I mean, right. the donors who've donated to help Eight Days of Hope during Hurricane Ida, they know that every penny they give is 100% passed through. And so if you gave to help us out with Hurricane Ida, thank you. That widow, not the widow, that young lady with that mm-hmm. child, a single mom, she was fed meals for multiple days because of your donations. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Because our partners take care of our fixed costs. Yeah, we have 14 partners, Mike, as you know, and they're all on our website. Go to 8dayshope.com. They cover all of our fixed costs. So when you donate to help 8 Days Hope, regardless if it's in Kenner, Louisiana, because we're helping out families after Hurricane Ida or we're feeding families in Laplace, or our volunteers that are serving today in South Dakota, yes. building our seventh safe, safe house, safe house yes. for those rescued from sex trafficking. We do natural disasters and human disasters. But 100% is sent through. And, Mike, let's talk about that. Okay. So today's guest is Becky Rasmussen. Becky is the founder and executive director of Call to Freedom. Mm -hmm. They're based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we had a chance to meet with them about six months ago. And, Mike, we are a part of the most amazing project, 13,000 square feet Mm. of 12 different apartments, two bedrooms and three bedrooms, and there's a couple one-bedroom. And for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking, it's the fastest-growing crime in the world. And don't worry, if you're driving in the car and you got young kids, I'm, I'm not going to share any crazy information here it's where you got to quickly change a channel. Um, sure. But, but when, when you're rescued from sex trafficking, you need emotional help. You need physical help. You need spiritual help. And these ministries are walking the journey with these young ladies for for many months. And some of these young ladies have children Mm. that are not with them. Sure. And they are wanting to be rejoined with their children, but they don't have any money and they have Mm -hmm. no place to live. Call to Freedom is the first organization of its type in America that I know of Mm -hmm. that is going to provide apartments with multiple bedrooms so they can reconnect the children with their moms. And then... For free. For free, but the thing is, it's amazing. They can stay there for two years. Yes, they can stay there for free and continue to get the help, and two their years. children get counseling. Yeah. And this is what the the gospel is all about, I believe, right? Um, love God, love others. And, and and so when you when you pray for eight days of hope, when you pray for ministries like Call to Freedom, you're you're making a difference. When you volunteer, today there's like 40 skilled people on roofs, Actually, they finished the roof this week. They're putting mm-hmm. up fiber cement, installing windows. Mike, I was there. It's an amazing project. If you go to calltofreedom.org, it's the Marissa's house, and we'll ask Becky why sure. it's being named that. But we're really excited to have her on today. Well, and, and some of the statistics, why? I mean, every 30 seconds, somebody is taken in um, to, you know, just sex trafficked. 40 million globally. I'm just reading off her website, yeah. and my and and, the, and and 
to think that it's 14 years old is the average age. And, and actually, I think that's younger these days. I think it's tracking more toward 12 and a half or 13. Okay. Um, people think this happens in New Orleans and you know in, in in Las Vegas and New York City. It does, but it happens in Erie, Pennsylvania. It happens in Winston Salem, North Carolina. It happens in Wichita, Kansas. Absolutely. It happens across the country. I mean, every time you see someone missing, yes, there are some runaways. Yes, there are some foster kids mm-hmm. who, who rebel. And, and But there are kids that are being groomed today through social right. media, right. through gaming sites. I mean, mm-hmm. this is real. Do some right. research. Go to our website, 8dayshope.com, under what we do. Look at Safe House Ministry and learn more about what God is doing through 8 Days Hope as we continue to build facilities for ministries that are providing a safe place for those who've been rescued. Steve, did you ever think after Katrina 2005 and now huh. here we are, 2021? <laughs> yeah, right. And, and you know, God continues to move through his people. I'm, I'm just so thankful, Mike, that you and I and 45,000 other Absolutely. volunteers sure. are, you know, are, are given a front row seat of what, what God is doing. But folks are seeing the need, and folks are you know, having something with inside them. One of our other shows are talking about the fulfillment of a person's heart and soul and life um, is really almost complete once you get out and volunteer at, at, at some of these causes, whether it's a rebuild or a, uh, a safe house. Uh, or, or in Kenner, Louisiana, rapid response. Sure. Uh, you have to be 18 to go to Kenner, Louisiana, and we want skilled people, someone who's gifted with their hands, to come with us when we do these safe houses. So, um Anyways, hey, thank you so much uh, for listening this morning. Uh, We broadcast every Saturday. We also put these uh, broadcasts on our website at 8dayshope.com. You can just go there and go to the media page and learn more and listen to some past broadcasts as well. But when we come back, we're going to be talking to a dear friend of mine, Becky Rasmussen. She's the founder and executive director of Call to Freedom. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Hope Reigns as a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have served over 7,000 families after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. At Eight Days of Hope, we travel coast to coast in the name of Jesus to minister to the brokenhearted. For more information, as always, please visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. Eight Days of Hope is now located in three different areas around the country. Our national headquarters is located in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our Northeast satellite is in Buffalo, New York, and our Midwest satellite just opened up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. God has provided three facilities for us to respond on a moment's notice to love and serve those in need. We would love to add additional monthly partners as we continue to grow. If you're interested in supporting 8 Days of Hope, please click on the Donate tab on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Please consider supporting 8 Days of Hope today. I can find the words, and I can 
barely breathe I'm falling on my knees Heaven help me, heaven help me And I can't feel you near And I can't hear you speak I'm falling on my knees Heaven help me, heaven help me Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with my one of my best friends, Mr. Mike Fiala. It is so good to see you again. You've been traveling and traveling, and I've been I've been watching and praying for you, too. I send you a text once in a while and say, yeah, you're doing okay, man? You are so good at that. You know, in the last two weeks, I've been to Louisiana. I've been to, I think, what, Mississippi and Last week, Mike, I had a chance this past week to go to South Dakota. Yes. As you know, we have, uh, well, we don't have anything. God has sent his saints, uh, skilled volunteers, men and women from around the country have come to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We have partnered with a ministry that is amazing. You know how like you, you meet somebody and you have like an instant connection yes. and you feel their heartbeat and you're like, mm-hmm. Lord, I want to do something with them because we'll be better for it. You just know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Call to Freedom is the name of the ministry, calltofreedom.org. And I am so excited for today's guests. Uh, a good morning out in the uh, time zone uh, where you're at. Uh, Becky Rasmussen, how are you, Becky? I'm doing fantastic. We are just elated. We love your cruise here. Um, it's just an exciting time for us here in South Dakota and for Call to Freedom. And we wish that we wouldn't have to be doing what we're doing, but we want to do it because so many survivors are getting helped. And so yes. uh, thank you for being a part of that. Well, we're, we're excited, and we're going to get into that in a couple of minutes. So in today, in 200 cities around the country, 200 markets, people are listening to Hope Reigns, and they might know nothing about Call to Freedom. They definitely, most of them know nothing about Becky Rasmussen. So let's start there, Becky. Let's learn a little bit about you as a person, a little bit about your story, and then you're the founder and executive director. Talk a little bit about the founding of Call to Freedom after we learn a little bit more about you personally. Yeah, so... Um, I am a avid Christian. I love the Lord, and um, I'm pretty much one of those people where the Lord says jump, and I, I want to say how high. Maybe I don't do it perfect all the time, but um, but I sure try. Um, and so in 2015, um, the Lord had prompted my heart to get involved with anti-human trafficking, and I didn't know what that looked like. So I, I had talked to my pastor, and she said, look for the foundation that has been laid in the area. And so I had Googled anti-human trafficking, and uh, Call to Freedom was a program under another ministry. I founded it as its own nonprofit in 2016 through a series of um, God transitioning that to to me to be where we're at today. But um, in that time, it was just, you know, I had a, a in, in August of 2015, I ended up in Sturgis, South Dakota, on an outreach, and um, we were reaching to those that were, were vulnerable, um, could potentially be in trafficking situations or others, and I just connected with a young girl, um, and I just kept feeling pulled to visit with her, and 
I did, and um, come to find out through a series of conversations that she had been um, found in May of 2014 and went missing again um, that following year before Sturgis. And during that series of events, it really prompted me to say, why are we not working to make sure that girls have the ability or individuals that are coming out of trafficking to have the services they need? And they began to tell me that there were only 298 beds um, for individuals in the United States for human trafficking victims. And and thus, God had birthed a call that you're seeing today and stepping into it, it's evolved. Um, Marissa's housing project is named after the young girl that I met in Sturgis, South Dakota. And um, forever in my heart is to make sure that nobody um, is vulnerable and that they don't fall victimized to human trafficking or exploitation in any way. And so that's what we're doing today. We offer supportive services to those victimized by human trafficking. I have 21 staff that are full-time to part-time. We started strictly like eight days of hope. We started as volunteers and God has evolved and, and blessed our ministry to be able to do this work in a greater capacity. And so we're humbled today to be partnering with you guys at 8 Days of Hope to build our new home, which is Marissa's housing project um, expansion so that we can actually keep survivors of human trafficking women with their children. And as they start doing really well, um, they want to get their life back on track and their children are a big part of that. And because of circumstances out of their control, they had lost the rights to their children and now they're in a good situation to get them back and they're stable and and we want to help them do that so that's what our expansion of our housing project is is to make sure that we help survivors but also keep families together so becky let me ask you let's go back to the what i'll call first steps i mean you you get this burden and you want to serve and you want to take care of this issue what are those first steps like Um, You know, God was so faithful at every step because he equips those that are called. Um, I wouldn't say that I felt totally equipped to do what what I'm called to do today, but Mm -hmm. it has been a step-by-step miracle. And so we became a 501c3, and we started developing services. And I think one of the things that I take very seriously is how do we best serve the individuals that walk through the doors? And we've learned from survivors, how do we best serve you? And we ask the question, and we actually have four that are program development on Call to Freedom staff, and they help develop our program just specifically through survivors. And so in that process, we began to realize that victims don't like to reshare their story. Survivors want to be able to know that they're safe, their basic needs are met, and then from there, addressing all of those things that they need. And so we've just added that to our staff. Every time a survivor said, I need employment, now we have employment services on staff. Um, When they needed coping skills and occupational therapy, we added occupational therapy. Um, So anything that a survivor needs is really our goal to put on staff so that they can get all of those services under one umbrella. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We're talking to Becky Rasmussen. Rasmussen, she is the founder and executive director of Call to Freedom. They're based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And Eight Days of Hope is partnered with Call to Freedom today as we speak, as we uh, record and, and broadcast this house across the country. Volunteers with Eight Days of Hope are serving Call to Freedom by helping build a 13,000-square-foot, 12-apartment building uh, for free, all in the name of Jesus, Sorry. Becky, and that's—I'll never forget the first time I met you. We we actually met like on a Zoom call, didn't we? 
Yes, we sure did. And COVID was great. <laughs> Mike, and I'm telling you, you, when you hang up that Zoom call, you're like, Lord, how did you connect these dots between sure. a ministry called Eight Days of Hope that has just launched a new arm where we partner with ministries to mm-hmm. build facilities for free, help them in, the re, in their building project? And, and Becky, Becky, your heart, I mean, you've got like the biggest heart, I mean, Seriously, when I just saw that on your face, the joy of the Lord and your passion, let's talk about sex trafficking for a moment. And I know this is a tough topic, and, and we're going to be really careful. If you're listening today and you got kids in the car, kids in the room, you won't have to change a channel. But we want you to know this is real. This is the fastest growing crime in the world. How are some people being lured into trafficking? Why don't you educate the parent and grandparent uh, social media, phones, gaming sites. Um, just educate us a little bit about that, um, how, how that's happening. Yeah, so how uh, trafficking is facilitated in sex trafficking is specifically uh, there's a demand. There's somebody who is buying that product, and it's really facilitated, unfortunately, like a business. And so the, the loss of humanity in this process is, is very heartbreaking. But the demand set the tone for what a victim looks like and the trafficker is that business person they are the person who facilitates whatever that demand wants and is willing to pay money for for sex they will find and so if that demand person that buyer wants a blue-eyed blonde-haired girl who's middle class um, midwest girl um, that just is from a good family, guess what that trafficker is going to get? He's going to get that blue-eyed, blonde-haired girl. And so trafficking is facilitated. That cycle of sex trafficking is facilitated in so many different ways. You know, you, most people that I've uh, been involved with have seen the movie Taken. And I say, you know, it can happen like that, but it normally doesn't. Um, what you're seeing today is the, the use of coercion or fraud. And in that, you have two elements, uh, three elements, force, fraud, or coercion that have to be exercised either for sex or labor. And so the types of ways that we're seeing this really are those coercion techniques. Those traffickers, and it's usually not just one, it's multiple people in the circle of building a relationship with a potential victim. And they will find vulnerabilities. And so vulnerabilities could be broken homes, parents that have gotten divorced, and a young kid doesn't know how to handle it. So they want to feel like they belong somewhere. And so they'll go online and they'll connect with somebody online. And traffickers will tell you exactly what you want to hear here. They'll tell you you're beautiful. They'll tell you, um, I wouldn't treat you like that. They'll begin to separate. And so social media is a very, especially after COVID, a very uh, big tool for traffickers. So Instagram, Facebook, um, Snapchat, anything that can be held in a private communication, gaming sites, um, we've had individuals who have been building when they're playing gaming and, and get one-way ticket to Florida and not a ticket back, and, and parents intervene. And so, um, But also you have that vulnerability within homelessness, addiction, um, you know, individuals that don't have a place to live or, you know, they may going, be going through an addiction. Um, and that's really where we see gang-related trafficking for some of those vulnerabilities. So there isn't an uh, individual who... Um, a victim doesn't have one 
specific demographic. It really looks different based on what that demand facilitates. So what I say to parents and I say to individuals, um, just stay close to your kids, know who they're involved with, um, have a safe place for them to be able to communicate with you. And of course, we know prayer is powerful and God can cover our children. Um, We don't always maybe like the journey our children go on, but he is faithful um, in those prayers to cover our children. So continue to pray for them, but have those open lines of communication as well. So Becky, let me ask you, one of the things I've I've read on you here, you are strong on saying we must unite a community. How does that play out and play into this? You know, the Lord told me, I just shared that in my spirit um, when we first started, and I didn't know what that looked like. But by the grace of God, you know, we have an event next week, and we have over 1,200 people coming to the event at that capacity. And um, what has happened is I, I started to realize that people wanted to do something to combat human trafficking, but they didn't know how to put their hands to it. They didn't know how to get involved. And so as we began to build Cold of Freedom, I said, all right, give people opportunity. So if they know how to fundraise or if they know they would be good on our security team or they can grocery shop or they can, you know, come out and do prevention education, we have developed areas. We have ambassadors that go across the state of South Dakota and take materials and put them into bathrooms and um, around our two big events, Sturgis and and also the hunting season area. And so we've given the the community based on their gifts and talents, abilities to get involved. And that's the same thing, Great Days of Hope. Um, Their gifts and talents are to build and to create, and they're using that. So we love collaboration. We love to just connect with anybody who wants to be a part of this, and it makes sense um, in that connection. And, you know, we've gotten just amazing support from the governor just sent me a message of South Dakota for our event next week and um, from the state's attorneys to uh, attorney general and how can we do this better? And so God has, that is God. <laughs> you know, I don't think, I can't say I'm that smart or that gifted, Um God gives us favor, and I'm so grateful for that. And every time we have a door that needs to be open, I don't push. He he, he kind of initiates, and I walk through. And he's been very faithful to that, which tells me this. The heart of our Father is for those that are lost. Amen. And he will go after the one. Right. And he's looking for people to step into that calling to go after the one. Mm. And that's all we're doing together is we're going after the one, the two, the three. The, the 3% of victims, less than 3% of victims are ever identified. If they do not feel wow. safe and feel like they can be successful in that transition out, they won't come out. And the life expectancy is seven years. And so we have a short window of opportunity when we connect with a, a victim of trafficking to really get them out and get them well, get them safe and, and onto a better life. Talking to Becky Rasmussen, she's the founder and executive director of Call to Freedom. It's a ministry based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Go to calltofreedom.org. Eight Days of Hope today is uh, partnering, in, in the midst of partnering with Call to Freedom, building a 13,000 square foot facility called the Marissa's House, right? Or is it the Marissa's Project? Yeah, Marissa's House. Okay, yep, Marissa's. Or, or Marissa's Project, yep. Yeah. Before we go to break, tell the listeners a little bit about the project. And I've, I've told them it's 13,000 square feet. Uh, there's multiple apartments. But just talk a little bit about the facility itself and, and what kind of gave you the vision. We, we know why you're calling it what you are. But give, give the listeners a little bit before we go to break about the property, uh, the house, 
uh, the layout, you know, why, why you set it up the way you did? Yeah, this, this project is supportive living. It's not an emergency home. We have other partners that we partner for that emergency entrance. When they're right coming out of trafficking, we have other resources. Where we find the gap is, is to be able to teach them the skills and to get them um, the ability to be able to develop a routine in their life so that then when they go back in the community that they're successful. And that's really what Marissa's Housing Project is. It is a supportive living unit that enables individuals to live anywhere from six months to two years. And we want to make sure that, you know, they have the funds to be able to live on their own. We want to make sure that they have the job skills to be able to live on their own. We want to make sure that their counseling, their mental health, and if they have addiction, which is very normal for traffickers to introduce their victim to addiction, is in place. So the the whole project really is this. Um, In March last year, March of 2019, rather, we were in prayer. And I said, what is this? survivors need what are they struggling with in the house and they said they want to be reunited with their kids and they would move out of our project early in order to make that a reality so dss or cps makes sure do you have housing available do you have good accommodations before they make that transition and um, then they would be unsuccessful because they weren't able to stay in the program but they had this deep desire to be the mom that they never had and want to do it and, and wanted their children back in their life and that birthed what we're doing today 12 units three three bedrooms three two bedrooms and six one bedroom apartments and we want to keep families together we want to be able to meet the dreams and the goals of every survivor that walks through the doors of call to freedom and a lot of them are parents that weren't successful before circumstances out of their control and really that's what this project is about it's about keeping families together and allowing them to learn how to parent and to be successful in that transition after Mercer's housing project Talking to Becky Rasmussen with Call to Freedom again. Go to calltofreedom.org. we got to go to a break, but let me just close this segment with this thought. So you're out there listening today, and, and, you're, and you're trying to figure out your purpose in life. You know, you leave a productive life. You're a mom. You're a dad. You're a contractor. You're a skilled handyman, handywoman. Um, things are going well, but you're looking to get involved in something much bigger than just what you're doing today. Not that means anything you're doing today is not worthwhile. It is, right? Um, I want to encourage you to think about joining Eight Days of Hope. If you're if you're a skilled roofer, if you know how to do plumbing, electrical, you know how to hang out, hang vinyl siding or fiber cement, you know how to install windows. Maybe you're an electrician. Maybe you know how to do flooring. Uh, come serve with us. Email us at Safe House. Safe house at eight days of hope.com. Just say, Hey, I heard this radio show. I heard Becky, my heart's stirring. I want to learn more or I want to sign up. It's really simple. It's free, free. Whenever we go anywhere, we provide a safe place for you to sleep. We feed you really good. We kind of call it eight pounds of hope sometime <laughs> because you're, you know, you're going to, you're going to eat real well, but you're going to make some lifelong friends. But most importantly, you're going to be helping out mm. the on. brokenhearted. Come on. Yeah. I mean, you hear Becky's heart today. Yes. These are children, sisters, sometimes brothers. These are grandchildren who have fallen into this trap. They've been coerced. They've been manipulated. And, and yes, there are some unique cases as well where runaways and, and things you know, of that nature. But they need somebody to say, hey, you haven't been forgotten. 
That's right. And we're willing to do our part. Becky and Call to Freedom, they're doing their part. We are trying to do our part at Eight Days of Hope. But now we need you to be praying for Call to Freedom, praying for Eight Days of Hope, volunteering with Eight Days of Hope as we serve the Call to Freedoms in the United States, and then donate. Pick today. Make a donation. Go to calltofreedom.org and donate. We won't be mad. Donate to Eight Days of Hope. We will use those dollars to do these type of projects to cover some of the expenses and some of the costs that we incur. We're in South Dakota for another week. You know, our team is full. They're engaged. They're having a blast. We're going to be talking to Becky about uh, them after the break. But we're going to Philadelphia in, in November. And next year, we're going to be announcing multiple projects that we are going to build from the ground up, from the concrete, the mechanicals, the framing. So we need all hands on deck. Please go to 8dayshope.com. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk more to Becky with Becky Rasmussen. You listen to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. 8 Days of Hope thanks Provia for their support. Provia is a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia combines automation with human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More information about the variety of products is available at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is sex trafficking. We're talking about millions of lives, even children. Did you know the average age of a child who's trafficked in America is 12 years old? 8 Days of Hope has decided to be a part of the solution with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters in our country, and that's a good thing, but there's less than 1,000 safe places for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking to go to. I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off and end this human tragedy. At 8 Days of Hope, we're going to partner with an existing ministry, and for 14 days, we'll bring skilled volunteer professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility so that more can be rescued and receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. For more information on how you can get involved with our Safe House construction ministry, please email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or go to our website, 8daysofhope.com.
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days Hope. Hey, we hope you are having a magnificent Saturday. We're having a great day because you're joining us. Thank you for hanging out with us. You know, if you are just hearing Hope Reigns for the first time, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field. And by the way, my name is Steve, hanging out with Mike, Mike Fiella. Good morning, good morning, or good afternoon, and <laughs> yeah. the different you markets are, we're Mike, in. Mike, we're yeah. in all different time zones these days, right? Isn't 200 cr- markets. I know. So thank you for joining us, and good afternoon, good morning, but we're yes. thankful that you're here today. Uh, but we want to encourage you to learn more about the ministry of 8 Days Hope. Go to the website, 8dayshope.com. But today we are really pumped because we're hanging out with a dear friend, Becky Rasmussen, who I had the chance to hang out with a little bit this week. Uh, Becky, uh, welcome back to the broadcast. We're excited to be here. Thank you for having us. Now, it's good morning to you because you're out west, so uh, we are thankful. So tell the listeners a little bit about some of the volunteers you've met this past week with Eight Days of Hope. I know that you've been hanging out with Adam and Hannah and, and, and men and women alike on the roof and hanging fiber cement and installing windows. When you meet the volunteers Eight Days of Hope, what's going through your mind or just share a couple stories or share a story uh, about the team there in, in Sioux Falls? Yeah, you know, we, yes, we've had an opportunity to connect, but you, they all like to work very hard. And so they're very <laughs> they focused. Like to work. When they get here, I mean, they just hit the ground running and they just work. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, guys. Yeah, and, and they just are so focused because they know they're here for a mission mm-hmm. and they know the mission. And I have, I love their servant hearts. You know, this week we um, they ask questions, and I like to share and, and make sure address and their prayers. I think more than anything, when we stand in the circle and we pray over the area, um, has been such a, a blessing to to meet so many people from across the United States that are united for one common goal, and that's to provide housing for vulnerable people and in different vulnerable situations and using their gifts and talents. And so, we love uh, Adam and and Holly, and you know they. Can't came to church with us this weekend and, and they were front and center. I love it. Mike, and Mike. So- yeah, I was having dinner with Becky and I said, mm-hmm. hey, how do you like Adam and his wife is Holly? Adam Hames is our yeah, construction sure. manager. Holly's his wife. Uh-huh. And she goes, oh yeah, they're, they're so much fun. They came to church with us and they sat in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know Holly. Right, yes. Awesome. Uh, they sat in the pastor's spot because they're like, I'm front and center. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, let them go. Yeah. And afterwards, they, they just ministered to everyone they're around you though that's really you know yes we can talk about the work we can talk about putting your hands and and you know allowing god to use you but the hearts that they do and even the lloyd the team that we're working with um the construction company which is lloyd construction who is building this project and is our general contractor um they have said you know wow we're impressed and um has made sure that they've just worked so well together and even the people in that community have noticed the the excellence in which your team works. Um, oh, they, when they leave, there is the place is spotless, and mm-hmm. the neighbors are noticing that. The people around in the community, the construction companies, nice. they notice that they do this work with excellence. And you don't see that with volunteers all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't. And so I love the heart of Eight Days of Hope. I love the people who are attached. Um, you know, it's sad that they have to leave in a week, um, you know, because they will be missed in our community. So we're so grateful for, and, and the quality of the work is amazing as well. And they're just ahead of schedule mm-hmm. right now, and they're taking on more projects while they're here and they're, they're staying busy. They're not just stopping no, with what no. you guys had said you're going to do. They're continuing to be a blessing to defray the cost of this 
of this construction. Save, save call to freedom some, some dollars. You know, when I, when I was there this week, uh, Becky, and I know that, you know, you and I and your fiance and, and, and another friend of the ministry, we, we had dinner together and you said, Steve, I went out there and they were roofing and there was men and women on the roof. And so <laughs> oh, I said, yeah. absolutely. We have a lot of handy women out there. So if you're listening today and, and you're, you know, you're a young lady and, and you're gifted with your hands. You like to paint. Uh, you know, a little something about construction. You don't mind getting your hands dirty. Boy, I tell you, welcome to the team. Yeah. Uh, but that was amazing showing up there and seeing that many people work so hard. I know that today they're doing the fiber cement. They've installed the windows. What goes through your mind when you go out to the project and you see the progress and you know that the finish line's in sight? What are you thinking these days, Becky, knowing that you're only a couple months away from being able to launch this beautiful facility that can be used for with with families for decades to come. Yeah, you know the facility we're currently in is um, one that we rented. So we rent a property now and really learn how to do the program um, and do it well. And we we got it down, and now we can honor those that walk through the door. I always think, how do we honor people in our journey? Um, and you know, survivors, I don't know how comfortable they're going to be because usually they say we don't deserve this or, you know, there's a lot of, but when they walk through the door and they know that people in the community and, and across the United States put this together, for me, that's ministry. That says to a survivor that you are important, you're believed, and there's people that you've never met and you probably never will meet. Right that sewed into this project because they believe in you. And what that says to a survivor, um, I, I don't think you'll ever really know. Um, and But I get to hear it. I get to say that somebody right. cared enough to do this for us, and, and they've never experienced that. And, and the victimization they're in, people always take from them. They don't give. <laughs> and mm. if they do give, there's something in return. And so this project really means a lot as far as being able to honor the survivors, but also the fact of how many people put their hands on this project and made it a reality from eight days of sure. hope to Lloyd Company, to yes. every person. We raised the money in less than six months to build this. Wow. And That's that crazy. is not happening in our community. Mm. It, it just isn't. And that is God. Um, and I know exactly where it came from, and he moved on the hearts. But what that says to a survivor is, you know what, maybe I can leave, and, and I will be supported because people do believe in me. Mm. And so for me, that that's what this means. This means that survivors will have the opportunity to be successful when they choose it and to be able to be the parents and, and fulfill their goals and dreams um, because they're supported in the process. Mm. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days Hope. That's Becky Rasmussen, the founder and executive director of Call to Freedom, a ministry in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, that Eight Days Hope is partnering with as we speak, helping build a 13,000-square-foot um, facility that will allow 12 families to be reunited, uh, women who've been rescued from trafficking, who have children, uh, to have a safe place that they can call home. Um, you know, Becky, you touched on something. And Mike, you know, when I was in South Dakota this past week, I had a chance to um, have a conversation with a, a young lady, a survivor. Okay. And she said, Steve, you need to hear this. Mm. And she looked me right in the eyes mm. and she said, thank you. Wow. Thank you for caring. Mm. She was, I, I've told other survivors the project that is being put together and, and they all want to tell you the same thing. Thank mm -hmm. you yes. for um, taking the time out of your life 
to show us that we matter. Mm. And that was mm. humbling, Mike. You know, she had tears in her eyes. I know I have tears in my eyes right now. I had that night. And sometimes, Mike, I don't take for granted that God has opened this sure. door for us. But sometimes it's just looking in the eyes of somebody who's mm-hmm. been there. You know, we're, 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 talking, we're talking about people. Sure who were, were birthed into this world and they deserved better. And now we as the church get a chance to be a part of the solution. Sure. The Backy Rasmussens of the world, the Brooke Crowders, the Adam Hames, mm-hmm. the Hannah Fletchers. Yes, ministries like Eight Days Open. There's other ministries as well. Right. We're not all that and then some, but we are part of the solution. Sure. And so today you're listening and you're hearing the, the, the voice of Becky Speaking on behalf of the survivor, they're saying, thank you. Please don't forget about us. Mm-hmm. Please know that, remind us that we matter. And so, again, go to calltofreedom.org. Make a donation today to that ministry. If, if you'd rather give there today than eight days open, man, hats off. We are, thank you. Thank you that you're willing to do that. But, but pray for Call to Freedom. Pray for eight days open. Volunteer with eight days open. Go to email us at safehouse at eightdayshope.com. Donate, call to freedom.org or eightdayshope.com. Mike, I know we got to wrap up, and I still, I know we have another question or so for Becky, but so what's going through your mind hearing Becky's voice and, and, and communicating the need and what they're doing out in South Dakota? Well, mine is going to be addressed to you, Steve, and to you, Becky, and to every leader out there. When I hear what you the story about somebody looking you in the eye and just saying thank you, there's a lot of wrestles, there's a lot of struggles as a leader to, to make your organization and your ministry go forward. It is worth the wrestle. It is worth the fire that you're under sometimes. It is worth the pivoting and changing and, and everything that you have to do. At the end of the day, somebody's going to look in your eyes and say thank you, thank you, thank you. So I want to encourage you, Steve, as a leader of Eight Days of Hope. You, Becky, uh, leading you know, um, a call to freedom. And any other leader out there, stay the course. Stand strong. Keep going. Follow the vision uh, of what God has called you to do because there's always that person that is going to look in you eye, look you in the eye and say thank you. Th- whether it's a, somebody that you've rebuilt their home or now, in this case, you've rebuilt their lives. Mm-hmm. Stay the course. Thank you, Mike. Becky, we, we have, wow, we have a couple minutes left, Becky. Um, if you had a chance to share with someone out there that's listening and know nothing about sex trafficking and, and they're in their, their head spinning because they thought this was a Las Vegas issue or New Orleans or New York City issue, um, speak to someone out there that and encourage them to get involved and give them opportunities to get involved. But just speak to the listener out there and try to encourage them not to ignore um, the fastest growing crime in the world, trafficking. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's exactly, uh, trafficking, human trafficking is hidden in so many other crimes. There's so many intersectionalities between drugs and forced criminality, and um, you, you've probably experienced something or uh, a part of something that could potentially be trafficking. 
And what I would say is get educated, understand the science. Um, I think more than anything, we're very passionate about training people to be able to identify it and respond to it. Because if we don't, victims don't self-identify. And so when you're in your community, um, your community is not immune. Uh, Polaris, which is the National Human Trafficking Hotline, has had a report from every county in the United States of human trafficking. And so knowing that, it is our obligation as a community to get educated so we understand what it looks like and that we don't have these perceptions. Um, and that at some point in time, you may walk into a situation that doesn't feel well. You need to know how to report that so that you, somebody can intervene, not yourself, but somebody who has been trained to intervene in that situation, but also to protect your community. And so God has given each of us a gift and a talent. And um, I don't think anybody ever feels totally complete if they don't tap into what God called them to do. That's right. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you today. It may not be trafficking, but whatever it is, um, tap into what God has created you to do, um, because we only have a short amount of time to complete kingdom work. And so I want to challenge you today to be a part of kingdom and to get educated and get involved in, in the way that God's calling you to get involved. Becky, we're going to get you your own hour-long radio show every week because (laughs) you are so articulate, so passionate, so right on. I'm so thankful, and I mean this sincerely. I can't wait someday. I I can't wait for you um, to meet my wife and meet my other family members. Um, I consider you part of the family now, and um, we are thankful for Call to Freedom. Before we let you go, Becky, um, I'm going to ask Mike to pray for you and pray for the ministry of Call to Freedom. And, um, and we'll wrap up. Mike? Father, thank you so much that back in the day you called Becky and she responded. And then, Lord, that she's an example of what one that answers the call, the faithfulness of God that just keeps on pouring out and pouring yes. out and pouring out. Thank you for her role as founder and executive director of Call to Freedom. Thank you for Call to Freedom and yes, all sir. her staff and members. And thank you for those that have will be and will continue to be uh, rehabilitated from and that have been rescued from their situations. And God bless them physically, financially, spiritually in every way. And at the end of the day, when she lays her head down on her pillow, pillow just give her rest and yes, give her more creativity and thoughts because, God, you're at work. We thank you mm-hmm. for your work that you're doing through Becky and through Call to Freedom. In Jesus' name, bless them. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Be- thanks for hanging out with us, Becky. We appreciate you. Um, when you see the team members, give them a hug. And I look forward to um, to uh, being there when the uh, the project is 100% complete. That's going to be an exciting day for Call to Freedom and, and for those um, who have not been forgotten. Thank you, Becky. Yeah, well, thank you to you. We, Like you said, we're kindred spirits. We, You are family, and we're so grateful um, that God had our paths crossed and, and all that you're doing to make this a reality. If you're online and you're listening to this, get involved with 8 Days of Hope. They're having impact across the United States, not just South Dakota. So a great organization to sow into. And, and Becky, thank you very much for those kind words. And Becky, um, South Dakota was my 49th state I've been to. 
um, because of Calder Freedom. So just want to let you know, Alaska is the only place I haven't been to. So <laughs> if you ever do anything in Alaska, please invite me. I'd love to be up there. <laughs> Get my 50th <laughs> well, state. The in. funny thing is, I'm so glad South Dakota was not last. No, so it wasn't. It wasn't. And it's beautiful. <laughs> and it's beautiful. I didn't get out west, but some of our volunteers came in a couple of days early and went to Mount Rushmore. They loved it. Yeah, they did. Adam and, and Holly were telling us about their adventures around the states of, of South Dakota. So, yeah, it, it is. A, and the people are great. Oh, um, yes. I love this area because the people are phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so thanks for thanks for coming and not making us the last date. No, no. God bless you, girl. Thank you, <laughs> Becky. Say hi to everyone. All right. I will. Thank you for everything. God bless you, Mike and Steve. Mm-hmm. Take care, Becky. Becky Rasmussen, she is the founder and executive director of Call to Freedom. Again, more information about that ministry, calltofreedom.org. You know, Eight Days Hope, Mike, we started mm-hmm. very simply. We wanted to rebuild one home for a family in need after Hurricane Katrina. Sure. My dad and I and a couple buddies were going to go to the Gulf Coast. And then God clearly showed us yes. um, by sending 684 saints to Bay St. Louis, <laughs> Waveland, Mississippi, and in eight days rebuilt 84 homes, and then mm-hmm. a national ministry was birthed. And, and never in a million years, Mike. Right. Mike, I just left the corporate world four years ago. Mm-hmm. And if you told me four years ago, Steve, what are your hopes the next 10, 12 years sure. for this ministry eight days over? I'm like, serve as many people as possible after natural disasters. And we're doing that. We're in right. Kenner, Louisiana right now for week mm-hmm. number six or seven, whatever it is, helping out for Hurricane Ida. Never in a million years did I think we would be a part of the solution for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. Sure. But Mike, I am so, so, so glad. Absolutely. That we are. I remember the phone call, Steve, that you just you know confided to me that I'm thinking of making a shift from the corporate world to where I'm at, where I think God's doing. And I know the wrestle with that and, and, and the thoughts and the family and the finances and, and all that. There was such a peace in my spirit because it's just, he's now listening, God. Right, <laughs> no, right, I, didn't right. mean, I didn't mean it sure, like that, sure. but I mean, it was such a natural thing. And because uh, under your leadership, Becky and her ministry under her leadership, you're special people. I'm not just trying to, you know, you're just special people. You hear God's voice, you respond to it, and we can't take credit. You don't take credit for no, this. God's right, at work, right. and you're just following his leadership. And I appreciate the kind words, Mike, but, you know, it takes everybody. It takes it, does, it takes yes. partners. It takes 45,000 volunteer leaders. It takes 181 um, uh, people who, Absolutely. who, who are on a minute's notice are willing to travel. It takes, you know, a small team of staff, right? I mean, right. we have five staff members. Ooh, five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to make six one day uh, that, that work nonstop. You know, yes. the Chandler Girlies of the world, the John Tidwells, that the just work nonstop Absolutely. Um, with, with this vision. And Mike, we've got some exciting news. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> oh, here's the tease. So Eight Days of Hope, <laughs> we help out with natural disasters and human disasters, but we are about six weeks away from sharing some exciting information with you, the listener. Mm-hmm. There is a new arm of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope coming in 2022, and... We're going to be sharing all the details right around Thanksgiving on how you can get to be a part of this new arm. I can't 
wait. So there's room for another arm? <laughs> you know, you know, not everyone wants to operate a chainsaw. Not everyone knows and sure. wants to muck out a house. Not everybody is skilled to help out with safe houses. Mm-hmm. But with this new arm of the ministry, I don't care your age. I don't care your gift set. Right. There is something for you at Eight Days of Hope. So be ready, church. Yes. We're about five, six weeks away from announcing some exciting information but eight days of hope is going to take another step of faith, knowing that God's going to provide through his resources and his people to uh, to be the hands and feet of his son, Jesus. Let's write a jingle. There's something for everyone. Or eight days of hope. Well, See, let's do something. You can sing, so you could probably do it. I, I can't do it. Hey, can I encourage you today to make a donation, eight days of hope? Would you consider pouring into the ministry? Go to the website, eightdaysofhope.com. Would you consider becoming a monthly partner? Every donation that comes in, 100% is passed through to those in need. All of our fixed costs are covered by our partners. And so when you sow in, it's 100% passed through. We're ECFA certified, which is a Christian organization that that double checks and holds you accountable. We have an independent audit every year, um, a third-party audit. Um, we are lean and we're not mean. You know, they say lean and mean in the corporate world. We're lean, but we're happy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, consider a donation. You can mail a check to our post office box that's found on our website and our Facebook page. It's P.O. Box 3208-3208, Tupelo, T-U-P-E-L-O, Mississippi. M-S is the code. Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. Mm-hmm. Pray, volunteer, donate. We're in Kenner, Louisiana, still for uh, a little bit. We're going to be there on October 23rd. Our rapid response team uh, helping out families in need outside of New Orleans because of Hurricane Ida. Uh, We have another safe house right around the corner in Philadelphia in November. Um, Again, you want to be a part of that ministry. Uh, email us at safehouse at eightdaysofhope.com. Exciting. Very exciting. Mike, we only got a couple of minutes left, but thinking back to the conversation Gosh, 45 seconds or less. What's going through your mind when you heard from Becky Rasmussen today at Call to Freedom? You know, Steve, it, it goes back to uh, when I took off on that little exhortation. I don't know, whatever that was. It, it was just hitting me that leaders, there's a lot of wrestle. But as you stay the course, God is faithful. So it's just, it, she has answered the call, and especially for this issue. Yes, yes. This is the biggest issue of anything uh, that it, in my heart and mind. I got you know seven grandkids, and just you know, I, I think even if I didn't, I think of a young lady, even some young boys that are caught up in this, and I think of the the traps that are out there. Right. Uh, that you know, every day, you know, you're gaming. My kids game. Kids, kids are game. kids are getting groomed every day through yes. social media and gaming sites. And somebody like Becky that has answered the call and has seen the big picture and the community that she's rallied together and law enforcement, everything is just so spot on. Mm. It's exciting to see it happen. I'm excited for you to meet her. She's an amazing woman and an amazing ministry. Father, we do thank you for this Mm -hmm. morning. Yes. We thank you for the opportunity of sharing the story of Call to Freedom. Mm -hmm. Father, I thank you for Becky. Mm, I thank you for that team at Call to Freedom. I thank you for the volunteers that are serving this week with Eight Days of Hope as they build this 13,000 square foot facility, Mm, Father. I thank you for the roofers, the people doing the fiber cement, the windows, the drywall. We thank you for the men and women who have spent Mm -hmm. time away from home to help Call to Freedom 
love and serve the brokenhearted. Father, we thank you that mm-hmm. 80s Hope can be a part of this. We thank you for the prayer warriors that are praying for ministries like 80s Hope. We thank you for the 45,000 volunteers who have served with us. Yes. And Father, we thank you for the donors who continue to sow yes. into the ministry of 80s of Hope. We ask all this in your son's name, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Mike, six weeks away from making the big announcement. Um, okay. I hope and pray that you can hold on. I, I, I know you it, know most it, of the it, details, it, but... It's, it's tough, but I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. Hey, thank you for joining us. Every week we share God-sized stories from the mission field and encourage your friends to join us. All of our broadcasts are on our website, 8dayshope.com. But thank you for listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.